This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Jim, why, why are there Elon Musk haters? What has Elon done to make people not like him? Um, I th- he's he said a lot of uh, jokes on Twitter that seem tasteless in some people's eyes. Also, he's a, hasn't paid what some people would consider his fair share of taxes. Uh-huh. I think he put some efforts towards busting a union that was going to happen at the Tesla plant. You know, your typical Jeff Bezos complaints, you know, rich, super you're billionaire, rich guy complaints. billionaire yeah. problems. More money, more, more problems. Yeah, and I think a lot of people <laughs> hate him because they think he's trying to be, like, hip and cool. He's trying too hard. He's, uh, he's trying to be quirky, you know? Yeah. But, I mean, he's a very impressive human being all around, if you, all things considered. You can't become a super rich, influential billionaire without stepping on a few toes. Yeah, oh, also his parents, he comes from a very affluent family. His parents own a mine, a huge mining operation in South Africa, so he's not a self-made man or anything like that, but he is a genius. He's, he's taken what he's got and he's run with it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> if my parents were super rich, I would be a loser. <laughs> You wouldn't hear my name. <laughs> you wouldn't be named Time Magazine's Person of the Year, Jim? No, no. They'd have trouble getting you off the couch in the basement. Yeah, I wouldn't even read a magazine or books. Time Magazine says Person of the Year is a maker of influence, and few individuals have had more influence than Musk on life on Earth, and potentially life off Earth, too. In 2021, Musk emerged not just as the world's richest person, but as perhaps the richest example of a massive shift in our society. Mm-hmm. Now, only 29% of Americans agree that uh, Elon Musk should be Time Magazine's Person of the Year. By that sounds like a, a small amount. 33% disagree, and the other 38% aren't sure. So the majority of people don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's kind of like a ranked balloting thing. Is like who has the most percentage of uh, number one votes? Thirty-eight percent of people. Have, sorry, I'm, I'm just trying to pay my rent here. You know, I got to make some money to to buy gas for my car. <laughs> I don't have time to take part in your stupid survey. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> but Elon Musk, he's it. I wonder who was the runner. I saw a couple runners up. I'm trying to think. One one in particular was the minimum wage worker. I saw a lot of people on Twitter saying it should have been the minimum wage worker. But I hate those collective time of the year thing where it's like uh, you on YouTube or something like that. Yeah, remember or, that where they had the mirror on the cover? The, per- yeah. the person of the year is you. Yeah. That was, they kind of nailed it though because. That was decent. Yeah. I'm trying to think. There was another one and it was like the YouTube millennial became, something. YouTube became pretty big after that. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> taking over. They the should protester do, was 2011. They should do group of the year. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. person of the year. True. It's person of the year should be one person. You're right, yeah. And then you can do a separate category, group of people of the year. Yeah. Elon Musk getting Time Magazine's top spot. Nice little, uh. Nice little photo shoot there, staring off into the stars. That full head of hair that miraculously reappeared on his head. Glorious comeback. He should have got person of the year just for that. It, it's pretty incredible. <laughs> I, I, if I could have 10 minutes of Elon Musk's, Musk's time, that is what I would focus on. <laughs> How did you make your hair come Forget back? about interstellar travel. <laughs> hey, we always like to inform you when there's a, a scam out there because we don't want you to be a, be a victim, right? And I know this one's in China, but I could see somebody hearing about it and trying it on this side of the world because I think it would work over here as well, right, Jim? Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally.
Okay, uh, the headline is man stole $23,000 using his ex's phone through facial recognition while she slept. <laughs> Chinese man has been jailed, stole uh, $23,500 from his ex-girlfriend's bank account by pulling up her eyelids while she was sleeping. No way! I was wondering. Do your uh, eyes have to be open for the facial recognition? I would hope so, or she would just shoot a person and then, you know, and then take a picture of their face. Well, but can you not do that? I hope not. I feel like I feel like the eye slash retina scan should be a vital part of the facial recognition. What about the fingerprint thing? Because he, he initially unlocked the phone by putting her finger on the phone. Mm-hmm. She must be a heavy sleeper, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Put put the finger on the phone, unlocked the phone, and then used the facial recognition feature to access her online banking account. Oh, okay. Okay. So he used both, but if... Like, if you were dead, would your thumbprint still work? Oh, yeah, for sure. We've all seen that in the movie. You cut off the bad guy's hand and put it on the hand scanner. Yeah. Right? Unless there's, like, a warmth aspect to it, but uh, iPhones aren't there yet. Okay. Well, maybe we're just giving everybody just, bad ideas here. What if you just took here? a picture of a picture? <laughs> a picture of someone's face, and I held up a picture of you onto your phone. You want to try it? Yeah, dude, I don't have facial recognition on my phone, but like, I how do. Could they, we do can you? try it on my phone. So you take a picture of your phone. I feel like I could just put it up to a bald mannequin and it would work for you, Taz. I mean, you're <laughs> <laughs> facial over. recognition works with a volleyball <laughs> on my phone. <laughs> just hold up an egg. It's got to be the whitest egg you can find, though. Welcome back, Taz. <laughs> But then I also like this guy. He he steals $23,000. But what did he do? Just interact e-transfer it to his own account? Because it's got to be traceable somewhere. Yeah, he transferred the money to himself. (laughs) I mean, you got to be sneakier than that. Yeah, it's a pretty pretty good trail of breadcrumbs for investigators to follow. (laughs) The ex-girlfriend went to police as soon as she noticed the money was missing. And police uh, solved the crime pretty easily there. He had transferred the money to himself and... Uh, again, like a heavy sleeper, man. I don't know. Someone's pulling back. My kids do that to me, where they pull your eyelids. To Daddy, wake you are up. you awake? And they <laughs> yeah. pull your eyelids open. I wake up every time. Yeah, yeah. Wait till they start doing it with the visa in hand or something. <laughs> That's right. Daddy, are you awake? No, he's not awake. Grab his thumbprint. <laughs> Tell us about the otter guy, Jim. Well, be careful, okay? They seem cute, and you're like, oh, look at otters. They're just going to, they just lay on their back, float around, and play with, like, tennis balls. No, they viciously attack people. That's what happens. Uh, There's a guy in a a Singapore park just minding his own business when he was attacked by 20 different otters. So what happened? (laughs) He said he was bitten 26 times in 10 seconds. He was just... Thought like he was gonna walking. die. Yeah, he. he was I just, thought I was gonna die. Is the quote? Yeah, yeah. His name is Graham George Spencer, and he was out for a walk in the park, just like a leisurely stroll. And he saw one otter, and he he was like, "Oh, that's no big deal." And noticed that they were kind of moving quietly, and then 
another man kind of did something and then got them spooked because they were all just kind of hanging out. Ran towards them or something like that. Yeah, and then so then the the otters went into defense mode and just ran after this guy who was just walking. Minding his own business. He goes, I actually thought I was going to die. <laughs> they were going to kill me. Wow. He described them lunging at him, biting his ankles, legs, and buttocks, causing him to fall over. Yeah, 26 now, once times. Once you go down, you're, you're in trouble. Yeah. You got 20 otters on you and you're lying down. Yeah, he said if it wasn't for a friend who was like a few steps away, 15 paces away, he thinks that guy saved his life by running up to the otters, scaring them away. I'm a cl- I'm a, I'm assuming he booted a few like through the air to get them <laughs> get them away. But that's scary. I think the scariest thing about an otter attack is them crawling up your pant leg. Oh yeah, if one gets if one breaches the uh, perimeter. <laughs> That could be uh, very serious. Yeah, yeah. If you're strolling in a Singapore park, tuck your pants into your socks. The buttocks one. is one thing, but if they get the front, <laughs> that would be painful. Sure. Is, is there a critter that you have a fear of, like a small critter? I'll tell you, Jim, I've got a bit of a thing with squirrels, and I know really? exactly when it started. This has got to be over 20 years ago. I was a stunt guy for a morning show, and I got my my start, right? Mm -hmm. So they'd send me out to do all sort of wacky stunts, and one thing they got me to do was become a human bird feeder, and I I smeared, I put on a garbage bag, and I smeared peanut butter and bird seed all over myself, and I went on the roof of the building, and no birds were coming, so they were like, go try at the park, and I went to the park. Still no birds came at me, but... I saw one squirrel, just like this guy described it. You see one, and you're like, oh, look at that cute little squirrel. And then I turned around, there's like four squirrels oh, behind me. Oh, pincer attack. And then I turned back around, there's ten squirrels suddenly. Oh, no. On the other, they got me surrounded. <laughs> <laughs> and I had to run for my life. I thought they were I thought they were going to get, get me. I was tearing the, the peanut butter and birdseed covered... <laughs> Garbage bag off as I ran towards higher ground. But then yeah. squirrels, they're better climbers than I am. Sure, you don't want to go up a tree. What do you do? Water? <laughs> uh, they, I found a few floating in my pool. They didn't last. So should, maybe jump in the jumped river. in a lake, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I get it. It, it, it. One squirrel or one otter you can take on but it's those little those little creatures it's like gremlins you know totally one, yeah, yeah i feel like i could take out one gremlin yeah yeah easy easy but once there's five six gremlins and they get a little bit of like string and then they can if they, you fall down then they pin you to the ground with the rope and string yeah you're screwed yeah you're in trouble it, you know it's uh it's like my kids my son I, like he tries to fight me and pretty confident i can beat them every oh, time tombstone kids out <laughs> but if there was 10 of them <laughs> and they all had razor sharp claws be in trouble yeah yeah odds go down i sympathize with the otter guy <laughs> especially when they're so cute like if it was a bunch of rats uh-huh. which are smaller but you'd be like i'm staying away from those rats but otters they look so friendly yeah you want to be friends yeah they're like oh look at this little fella they don't want to be friends with you no. apparently just thought you ought to know that. I want to see you peacock. peacock Here we go with sports. Peacock, Devin Peacock from Global News peacock, Radio is with us. Peacock, Dev, one heck of a game with Monday Night Football last night in the NFL. 
It was a great game. The L.A. Rams beat the Arizona Cardinals 30-23. to Matthew Stafford looked fantastic. I know that might hurt some Detroit Lions fans, uh, given how big he was to the franchise to see him flourishing with the Rams now. But, I mean, boy, he was just on fire. He and Odell Beckham Jr. have now connected for a touchdown in three straight games. They seem to have righted the ship. And even the Arizona Cardinals, who in so losing failed to clinch their first playoff spot, since 2015 they still look good they had a chance to win this late they are uh really you know a fantastic team kyler murray just playing great even though he had two interceptions he's the kind of guy this year where you can just never count him out based on how electric he is it was a great game and that could be a preview depending on how things shake out of uh, the NFC final this year. Who knows? Well, we were talking the other day, you and I, Dev, when we were watching the Grey Cup, we were talking about the NFL, and we uh, were saying, man, I can't remember a year where it's been so up in the air in terms of which teams are going to be in the Super Bowl. It's just so wide open. You know, at the beginning of the year, I thought the Buffalo Bills were golden. Now they might uh, miss the playoffs, the way things are going. We got to talk about, hold on, hold on. We got to talk about that Buffalo Bills almost comeback (laughs) on, on Sunday. I felt so bad for my neighbor, Jason. I was waiting because I I had a feeling the Bills were going to come back and win that game over my Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I was just anticipating the text message Jason was going to send to rub it in my face. But alas, it never came thanks to Tom Brady and the overtime win for the Bucs. Tom Brady, never heard of the guy. Hope uh, hope he has a career. <laughs> <laughs> when he got the ball back, he knew it was over, right? Like, if there's anyone who's good at marching a ball down with the pressure on at the end of a game, it's Tom Brady. He's one guy again. Like, he can't count out the Bucks either. The Baltimore Ravens at the start of the season, they looked pretty strong. Now, not so much. It's just so wide open this season. Is it time for the Jacksonville Jaguars to fire Meyer? Their coach, Urban Meyer, has been in the news. He was uh, doing some extracurricular activities at a a bar that got some attention while his wife was at home looking after the grandkids. Uh, That's a distraction from the team he had to apologize for. And now there's more stories coming out that there's trouble in paradise. Yeah, they need to fire this guy pronto. The uh, Jacksonville Jaguars owner says he does not want to make any rash decisions, but there was a report uh, following the Jaguars' 20 to nothing loss to the Titans uh, on Sunday that he has had multiple run-ins with staff and players. He's apparently called his own assistant coaches stupid and has now threatened to fire whoever leaked this information, which is nothing... It's not. They're not leaking I, I, information. I, I gotta just, say, in this day and age of all the things you get in trouble for and fired for, calling somebody stupid is the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> like, uh, not crossing a line at all. Like, you can't even call your assistant coaches stupid anymore if somebody's gonna leak that to the press. It's not that he called them stupid. It's that this is a guy who has a giant ego, who clearly is not being able to effectively run this team. He was brought in to be Urban Meyer, one of the most successful college coaches in U.S. history to come in and turn around the Jacksonville Jaguars and all they have done is lose. They have had multiple situations where they the team has been distracted by his actions. If anyone is going to be getting yelled at, it's him. Listen, you are the Jacksonville Jaguars. You're not the New York Jaguars, the LA Jaguars, the Chicago Jaguars. You're the Jacksonville Jaguars. You've got Trevor Lawrence. If you are going to attract players to your team, you cannot be a 
jerk to everybody and he is being a jerk to everybody and it's going to get him fired. Whether the Jacksonville Jaguars know it now or not, they are firing Urban Meyer because no one wants to come to Jacksonville on a good day and these are their worst days. Shout out to the Hamilton Tiger Cats organization. Always classy. They sent this uh, out on Twitter. At a loss for words, you stuck with us through the depths of the pandemic. You had our backs all season long. And this week, you showed the rest of the country something we've known all along. Tiger Cats fans are simply the best there are. Thank you, Hamilton. We'll be back. Yeah. It uh, it was a great weekend from all accounts. We actually we got a message here from one of our listeners in Hamilton. It says, "Hey boys, glad to hear you guys getting behind the Tie Cats. Tough end to a great weekend. Even tougher to get up on Monday morning. <laughs> what do you fellas think of moving the Grey Cup back a couple hours for 2023 so we can have a little more time to recover? I love having you guys on the air in the Hammer, Dave." I wouldn't have a problem with that, Dave. Yeah, I'd be. I was kind of surprised because I wasn't really paying attention to what time it was going to start, and I thought it would be two for some reason. I know the Super yeah. Bowl starts late, but I thought well, you're, after- you're probably thinking of like the Vanier Cup. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. college football is always an early start, one o'clock on a Saturday. Yeah, which isn't a bad time for a football game. Saturday afternoon, amazing. Early afternoon, Saturday yeah. night, I mean, people are busy, but Saturday afternoon, incredible. I had a couple buddies, because, you know, we're, we're on Y108 in Hamilton now, uh, loving getting behind the tie Cats and experiencing what it's like to be a fan of this, this awesome organization. So I've been s- spreading the word, speaking the gospel of the Hamilton tie Cats. I've been saying to friends, you got to watch the Great Cup on Sunday. Tie Cats at home, it's going to be a ton of fun. Who wants to come by? Let's, let's do this thing. And I had a number of friends that were like, well, the NFL's on Sunday. So, you know, I got to watch uh, the Bills play or I got to watch I got to watch my team play um, mm. instead of the Grey Cup. Maybe I'll flip over on during the commercials. So there's a question. Like, should the Grey Cup be moved to the Saturday when there are no NFL games? You don't have any other football competition going on. Do you think that would bolster interest in the event nationwide, Jim? Me, I, I, again, I wouldn't do it Saturday night. Like, there's a reason the Oscars and the Grammys, they're all a Sunday night, you know? It's because people are at home and willing to sit in front of their TV for multiple hours. But on a Saturday night, you're, you know, you're going out or you're going out for dinner or something like that. What there's about a party. The Saturday afternoon? Saturday idea. afternoon, 1 p.m., I would say it would be ideal. For a great cup. Yeah. And then your friends are already there. You keep the party going into the night. Mm hmm. That that would be the best case scenario, I'd say. You have all Sunday to to get back on your feet, mm-hmm. win or lose, before you go back to work on Monday. Because it's I, a gray Monday when you wake up. Yeah, forget forget gray cup, <laughs> yeah. gray Monday. I I will tell you as a, as an aging person, <laughs> the, the Sunday fun days at the time always seemed like a great idea. It's the sun sun night fun nights yeah, that become oh the problem. Yeah. Right? When you gotta get up for work. So if you could if we could wrap it up by five PM on a Sunday. 
Just for for all the grandpas out mm-hmm. there, uh, that wouldn't be a bad thing. Dave, thanks for sending that. Thanks for listening. And again, a big kudos to uh, the Tie Cats organization for a, a great season, a great show on Sunday, a close game, and uh, they were wonderful hosts as well to the Great Cup. And it, it really showed during the broadcast there on TSN. I wanna see you, Peacock. Time to take a look at sports. Devin Peacock is with us from Global News Radio. And Dev, this is uh, this is concerning. COVID seems to be making a resurgence across all the major sports leagues. Yeah, I'm getting a bit of a, a flashback to last March. Remember when Rudy Gobert decided to co- cough on a uh, microphone and uh, he thought he was uh, really funny and then... Mm-hmm. Sports stopped. I'm not saying that (laughs) is going to happen at all. So let's be clear. But we are seeing a resurgence in COVID across all sports. You've got the Calgary Flames canceling games because of COVID. You've got the Chicago Bulls canceling games because of COVID. Last night, the Toronto Raptors did not have Matt Devlin and Jack Armstrong broadcasting on TSN because they both came into contact with someone who may have COVID. So they had backup announcers for the game. They'll miss tonight's game as well. You've got the NFL requiring uh, coaches, uh, players to be uh, getting the booster shot uh, by the end of the month. There's just this feeling of COVID that's kind of settling over all of sports and the way it wasn't at the start of the season. Because of vaccinations, I don't think we're going to be in that March 2020 position again, but it does have that next, you know, it's like the sequel to that right now where we are in this position where Things just seem uneasy. Do you think this will be cause for fans to stay home again? Or do you think we're good still going to see the Leafs play, the Raptors play? I really hope not, but uh, TSN was reporting the other day. Uh, they've been talking to infectious disease experts, and they think by the end of the month, the province will have no choice but to uh, block fans from coming to games for the Leafs, for the Raptors, for the Senators. I don't know if that means for the OHL as well. There's just a lot of uncertainty. I hope they're wrong, but Omicron just seems to be so uh, transmissible that even if it isn't more deadly than previous variants, if it gets people sicker quicker, potentially impacting hospitals, that could be what is enough for the province to pull the plug. Oh, I hope that's not the case. I really, really hope that's not the case because that would just be soul-crushing. Yeah, let's end on a positive note. At least the Ottawa Senators will have an excuse for not having any fans in the stands. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Thanks, Dev. <laughs> Jim, we've been reluctant to jump on the NFT bandwagon, but how can we not now with this breaking news? Finally, something of value is an <laughs> NFT. Forget about forget about all the priceless artwork and, and timeless music. There is now a uh, video of a Instagram influencer licking a toilet for sale. Uh, $42,000 is how much it costs if you want it. U.S.? <laughs> I think so. Yeah, yeah. 42K U.S. So maybe 50, I, I do. I have seen that video. I do remember the start of COVID. Uh, the girl licked the toilet seat on an airplane, right? Yeah, is that if her? If you don't remember, yeah, her name's Ava Louise. She's 23. She's one of these uh, online influencers. And it was March 2020, right when coronavirus kicked off, where she went on an airplane 
uh, did the coronavirus challenge, licked an airplane toilet seat. Everybody was collectively disgusted across the planet. She 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 said later that it was a bleached toilet seat, like freshly bleached, so it wasn't actually that gross, but I don't even care. Still. There, no, there's no amount of bleach in the world that would get me to look at a public toilet seat on a plane. She seems very remorseful about her actions, though, because she's not keeping the money that she makes from selling the NFT. That's true, yeah. She says she's going to give it to charity, but... I don't know. We'll see. And she wants everyone to listen to her new single on Spotify. Yeah, so she plans to donate. Sign up for her OnlyFans account. Yeah, yeah. She says she's going she's gonna to donate it to uh, help people struggling from COVID. Is that the message? That's like chair girl selling an NFT of her chair throw to people who got killed by falling chairs. You know what I mean? Like you're you're flaunting the you're COVID. You're part of the problem. Yeah. <laughs> you're licking <laughs> toilet seats during a pandemic. <laughs> Dude, this is, this is my retirement plan. I'm going to buy this thing, and I'm sure it's going to quadruple in value by the end of the week. <laughs> how, how can everybody not want a, uh, a, a NFT of a woman licking a toilet from yeah, yeah. the year 2019? You buy that NFT, take your own video of using the same toilet, but you're sitting on it this time. You sell them <laughs> as a package, Taz. Now we're talking. I still don't really get this whole thing. Thank you very much for checking out the Taz and Jim podcast. If you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way, live on the radio, you can do that on FM 96 in London or Y108 in Hamilton weekday mornings from 5.30 until 9.30. Or subscribe, keep downloading the podcast, and we'll keep talking. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.